welcome to Everyday Emmaus, a podcast dedicated to helping you learn to listen to the works of God's hands. The objects all around us are not silent. All creation testifies to its creator. As we develop the habit of faithful observation, we will hear echoes in the world around us of the same testimony we find in the pages of Scripture. Each episode will explore one facet of God's amazing creation in an attempt to hear what it declares. Join me now as we ponder the works of His hands. Fingers, Toes, and the Ten Commandments I've always thought it was a curious thing that Muppets and cartoon characters had the wrong number of fingers. Rather than the standard five per hand, one thumb and four fingers, they often have only four, a thumb and three fingers. Why is this? Surely it's not so difficult to add one more digit to your puppets and animated characters' hands. But there you have it, an almost universal law regarding the hands and feet of the folks that children's artists draw. You may be wondering why anyone should really care. Well, it's because I think the number of our fingers and toes is meant to teach us something, and not finding that proper number in our culture's entertainment means that more than just fingers have been deleted. A silent reminder has been erased as well. Allow me to explain. Look at your hands right now. How many fingers do you count? Well, unless you were born with one more or one less finger, or have suffered some tragic farming machinery accident, you have precisely ten. The same, of course, holds true for your feet as well. We have a total of 20 wiggling extensions between our four extremities. But more often than not, we don't use that combined number. We simply think of them as 10. 10 fingers and 10 toes. It has always been this way. The oldest fossil records of humanity still bear the same five bony fingers at the end of each skeletal arm. It has struck me for many years now that that number is conveniently coincidental with that famous set of laws that Moses brought down from God on Sinai. I say famous, for I don't think I could find many people, in the West, that is, who haven't at least heard of the Ten Commandments, though I wonder how many professing believers could actually recite them all in order. Can you? Now? They're usually divided into two tables, five commandments respecting God, the other five our neighbor, though sometimes the fifth is grouped with the latter five. This is a Protestant list, of course, since Catholics divide them up a little differently. We tend to separate them by the you shalls at the start of each one, and though four and five don't start with those two words, they are certainly implied. The list is introduced in the 20th chapter of the book of Exodus. You can turn there now for a refresher if you struggled with my question before. Classic Christianity has always differentiated these from the ceremonial laws that God also gave to ethnic Israel. These are the laws that are written on our hearts and I believe, referenced by our feet and hands. As Jesus so clearly taught us in his Sermon on the Mount, the keeping of these commandments is first and foremost a thing of the heart. But, Scripture also speaks of our obedience in terms of the works of our hands and our walk. So it seems rather clear to me that the number of our fingers and toes is a tacit reminder of the law that is meant to govern all their actions. Notice as you look at your hands that the two thumbs, while shorter than the fingers, are the thickest of them all. Surely the two greatest commandments are hinted at in these. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven through 40 One thumb for each hand, one reminder of the focus of each table of the law. God on one hand, our neighbor on the other. Now, 
I don't think these fingers and toes of ours are meant to make us try all the harder to purchase our redemption through obedience to the laws they represent. Rather, I think they are meant to turn our thoughts toward the fact that we need redeeming. Our hands and feet should remind us that these are how our Savior was fastened to the cross for us. They pierced my hands and feet. Psalm 22.16 When we read in Colossians 2.14 of him having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, we also see that it was through having his clean and blameless hands and feet nailed to the cross on our behalf. You may think that the connection I've drawn between our fingers, toes, and the Ten Commandments is just a quaint coincidence that my overactive imagination has conjured up. If so, I think that's because a faithless world has groomed your mind not to see it. When you consider that the one who made our feet and hands is the very one who gave his law, and greater still, gave his son to bear its punishment, how can the connection not be made? Place the finger of your faith into those holes that still mark the feet and hands of our resurrected Lord, as Thomas did, and there believe. Then the work of your hands and the walk of your life will be motivated by a greater love. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Everyday Emmaus. Please feel free to share it with your friends and visit me at my blog, everydayemmaus.com, where you can find other similar articles. You can also find this podcast on Apple iTunes and Spotify. If you find it helpful, please subscribe and give it a review.